all hear me from here yes that's better oh okay great so i got it so i'm just using my computer to talk and everything is good with god perfect hi everyone it's jesse and i'm going to be um facilitating or at least uh working the operating devices here for today's call. I'm so happy to be on the call with everyone. So, um, see we have four callers and uh, Mary, Christine, always awesome to have you on the call and um, a couple others. So why don't we begin with prayer? It's a uh, 9.03 here in California, and uh, I had a kind of a leisurely morning, so it's easy for me to uh, be grateful. <laughs> so let's take a deep breath in, and let's begin in gratitude. And um, I'm hearing some background noise, so I guess I'll just sort of... Uh, there we go. Thanks, guys. So taking a deep breath of gratitude, really connecting with our loving heart, our loving intention, reminding ourselves why we are here today to simply recognize the presence of God in, as, through our lives, beyond what we can even conceive of our life. God is, God is, God is. And so let us offer up, let us place on the holy altar in our mind so we may alter our perception of any limiting limiting idea, thought, or belief we might carry about ourselves, about life, about the world. Let us release our judgments and opinions so that we can be present right here, right now, in a gentle acceptance of the perfection that is all around. God is, God is. Mm. And we declare the truth about who and what we are. We are extensions of the divine. We are unique expre expressions of perfect love. Blessing the world with our presence, blessing the world through our commitment to live in love. We are the light of the world. How good it is to know the truth. And we share the healing benefits of this remembrance with everyone, sending out waves of light through the interwebs of the collective, supporting anyone who feels alone, anyone who feels afraid, anyone who feels sick, dedicating the healing of this conversation to the awakening of all. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Fellow practitioners, how wonderful to be on the call with you. How great it is to connect. How grateful I am for technology so we can connect with other mighty companions at any time to really, um, what what a blessing it is to have community, isn't it? To be able to talk it out, work through it. This week has been <clears throat> rather challenging for me in the sense of I really have been able to see where a lot of my limited thinking has been in play in my life. And so through the earth angel that is my accountant, <laughs> I was able to come face to face with um, some beliefs I had about myself and money and supply and uh was really grateful that uh, i felt so activated and so triggered around taxes because um i mean it just brought up so much stuff for healing and 
I'm really grateful to know that that's what it is and that I'm not um, a victim of circumstance anymore. I'm not a victim of the world. I was able to see all of these um, belief systems come up to the surface of my mind, belief systems about um, what I deserve because I'm uh, doing good work in the world, <laughs> how I shouldn't have to, you know, worry about this stuff, beliefs that I don't have enough, beliefs that, like, I was really listening to myself stressed out about, well, okay, so in full, like, authenticity and transparency, I was told that we were going to have to pay about $7,000 in taxes this year. And I had a real problem with that. Stuff came up for me. <laughs> and, um, and I was sort of spinning out. And thank God I was able to, um, I was teaching a class, I was facilitating a class that evening. So um, the wonderful thing about this work is when you come into community, when we really center in and pray, you know, the best case scenario presents itself. The truth always shine the light on, when we shine the light on the darkness, we've begun to realize that darkness never existed. And so I saw what um, thought systems were in play and what thought systems were active. And I laughed, I guess, and, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what is like the the full abundance of God? Like I really trust in the all-sufficiency of the divine up to, but not over $5,000. <laughs> And I, I really started to laugh at myself. I'm like, wow, I think it's time that I really, you know, put my money where my mouth is and really take a stand for knowing the power and the, um, in the presence, the power in the presence. And I was able to release the, um, the upset and get to a space of peacefulness again. And I realized, you know, really contemplating the Course in Miracles that, Oh, this is the miracle. The peace of mind is the miracle. The peace of mind is the miracle. What manifests in the world as a result of my peace of mind is not the miracle. That's just an extension of the miracle. It's how it expresses through my unique consciousness. But it's the peace of mind. You know, it's the recognition of God. That's the miracle. And I really got to see that clearly. Um and then, you know, to really bring it home, to just because I think I'm an overachiever and really wanted to do some healing work, the next day I uh, sat down with the, my uh, real estate broker for the nonprofit that I am the director of and we're looking to move. And so we had to look at some crunch numbers and look at some numbers. And, and again, like all of the money stuff came up again about this is never going to happen. How are we ever going to grow? I can't see how this is going to work. And I realized, too, I'm like, well, of course you can't see. <laughs> you have a limited perspective, but thank God we have access. Well, thank God, period. <laughs> thank God we all have access to, you know, a guide, which I call Holy Spirit, that can see. So just trust in that and take the next indicated step. So it's been a very productive couple of days for me. <laughs> And I'm grateful to have the space to share that, the sacred circle. And I just like to, I always like to think of us as um, sort of gathering around the puja. And so I can just put into the, the fire, you know, thoughts of lack, thoughts of concerns of my well-being and things like that into the fire and allow it to transform. And not just that, but allow the smoke from the fire to go into the collective as a healing, you know, light you know, allow this, the golden smoke from our fire to just go into the collective. And I de that's how I can really dedicate my process to the healing and the awakening of all my brothers and sisters. So that's my bit for today. Thank you for letting me take uh, seven and a half minutes to just share. And the circle is always open. And who has anything they'd like to share or contribute or what's going on with you guys? This is, um, you know, we have an hour to just check in and uh, talk about our experiences in the class, anything that's coming up. And um, yeah, let me hear from you. Everyone's off mute, so you can just, you can just speak.
Okay, Jesse, I'll go. Oh, good. Mary Christine. Hi, Mama. When you when you were speaking, it was like exactly um, what was happening with me in a different kind of in my face, and this. Forgive me if I'm stilted. It's um, I'm having a challenge putting it together. So I had um, some dental work that I needed to do last year, and I didn't do it because I had lack thinking and poverty thinking, and I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. And I didn't trust. And I knew that the thing was that I wasn't trusting and that there were some other things. So all of a sudden, I kept praying about what would I like to see three days ahead when I get up in the morning. How do I see things? And I was seeing myself as perfect health, and I was seeing myself as having my desk work done, and things like that. And I've been doing it off and on, off and on for the last couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, on Sunday, my tooth broke, and it was highly infected. And they were going to have to do surgery on it, and the surgeon was going to come in on Thursday because they had to do some bone stuff, whatever, because I let it go so long. And in the process of doing that, it was, I had a hard time even calling the dentist to make the appointment. I better move inside an airplane coming across. I had a hard time calling the dentist even to make the appointment to see him. And then when I did, it was like, because they poked around the infection, just spread. And it was excruciating. And it was literally in my face to see so many things. One, I'm not a body. Two, that I really do love my body temple, the body temple, and I want to take the best care of it. And that I, another thing was that I am in the process of doing it now. So by the time I had spoken to a few people to get support, uh, emotional support, prayer support. And by the time I got to the dentist, and this happens to me all the time, especially with the physical. By the time I got to the dentist, I was all prayed up, still was very anxious about the whole thing. I wasn't in shame. That's the new thing. I wasn't in shame. I wasn't in blame. And I wasn't in guilt. It was like this has come up for healing, and it's time, and you asked for it, and now it's here, and I'm, I was grateful. I went in, and I had probably one of the best surgeons, and it took such a took less than a half an hour for the whole procedure. And it was so um, graceful and so easy. And as I was leaving, I remembered how whenever I prayed up, especially about things like this, how the doors were always opened before me and how everything would come together like a concert and it would be with ease and grace. And that's what happened again. So it was another boost for my trust factor. It was um, something I'm still working with the um, money thing because there's a lot of expense involved with this, um, the dental work that is coming up for me. And a trust, there's just more trust like when the the infection burst forth and was just all over my jaw for a while. Um, how do I want to say this? It, it really stopped me naturally to look at how I lived in the world and was in the world. And it goes along with last week's conversation about rebellion and there was a I noticed that there was a rebellion against myself I was rebelling against caring for myself and that I always gave to get and the getting was either to stay out of anybody stay under the radar so I don't get in trouble or to receive praise or to look at all the good in the world that I'm doing so I don't deserve this kind of treatment. And 
that somebody needs to take care of me because I'm taking care of everybody else. So there was all these, I had plenty of time to think about these things, contemplate and pray about them. There were all these things that all just came up, and it's like when the infection broke, it was like the whole dam broke of a whole big, huge aspect of my past that healing. And that's it. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Isn't it interesting? Um, you know, one thing that I've come to, to stand firm in, and I really take a stand in this, is that our greatest good is always unfolding. I believe that the universe is designed to support us to awaken to our true self with every interaction, with every experience, especially with every relationship, that there is wisdom potential in everything. And I love that, how supported we are, that when it's we are so committed to healing, so committed to healing, that if something is, if there's a belief system, if there is uh, something that's preventing us from expanding, from or releasing that which no longer serves us from not aligning with our commitment to live in love. Like it will just, you know, I think that like it just matches your commitment. And so if it's loud and in your face, you know, if we can just be diligent and really like, you know, align with that loving discipline, we can see the opportunity in everything. Beautiful share. And I love that you were able to transcend any sort of victim consciousness to be able to receive the healing and the, the, the wisdom blessing in that moment. Yes, that was it. I was open to receiving the, the true blessing, not the outside blessing or appeared to be previously the outside blessings from others, the mm -hmm. approval, the whatever, that internal blessing, the one that can only come from, actually comes from the invisible and manifests through the, through the people that I interact with. Mm -hmm. There was another thing that was um, in, a, in class last week, and it was about being reliable. And I have... I used to be misreliable, misresponsibility. And part of that rebellion was becoming unreliable. Like, I don't know if it was, I was punishing them or, or myself. Well, naturally, I was punishing myself. But it doesn't really matter anymore. The circumstances don't seem to matter. It's just that I see that that was a pattern and why I did it. It had to do with the, the worthiness. And it had to do with old belief patterns that I just kept carrying that didn't serve me, that I wasn't ready to give them up. Mm. No, apparently you were because you did, right? <laughs> no, I wasn't ready. I, I mm -hmm. am, and now, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was a long yeah. time before I was willing to give them up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't see any value in them, and I would, I would. I was um, contemplating on that a lot. I really couldn't see the value in holding on to them. And mm -hmm. it, was, it really did feel like it was just some kind of an old habit. And finally, mm -hmm. it's like I just let it go. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, the, the things that we cling to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had a lot of stuff come to the surface with this election. And what's interesting is I've just been offering it up. <clears throat> I've been praying for the happiness of all of the um, candidates because it, it, it dawned on me that if I pray for their true happiness and light is infused into their awareness, then their platform has to align itself with love. It has to, right? So... And something miraculous happened is 
I just stopped. I have so little interest in it now <clears throat> where before I was like Googling and checking up, you know, checking who was like in the lead with all the primaries on both sides and, you know, doing all this research and getting angry and upset and all this stuff. And now I, it's like, it's as if the election's not even happening. Like I, I'm aware that it's unfolding, but I'm not interested or obsessed in it with it at all. And I have a real peace with it. And, um, so I, I know that that's indication of a healing too. I cut the cords to needing to make somebody wrong, needing to feel right, needing to also release this, this, um, identification with being, you know, socially victimized or, uh, you know, being on the side of injustice, you know, and all of this stuff. And, um, I mean, me personally, being being a gay man with all the anti-LGBT legislation passing all over the country, it's sort of interesting, you know, that uh, I, I'm not more triggered than I am because I feel like I just see it for what it is. Just, you know, I, I feel like I've done a lot of healing around that um, that area of my life. So, but there's always the opportunity. I, yes, and um, it's it's I agree with what you're saying, and it is sometimes a challenge because yes lgbt i noticed that there's a lot of um there's a lot of insanity around that and also the misogyny around women and women's rights i mean yikes mm -hmm. so <laughs> yes i agree and i don't really have an interest in the outcome and it, something you said triggered something in me that um that the whole thing is that this is so much bigger than this election. Everything is so much bigger and focusing on the love and the peace and the harmony, it transcends any silliness that's happening in this country and around the world. Mm -hmm. Any no, I Yeah. Hey Rich, what's up? Hey, hi Jesse, hi Christine. I, I uh, I'm out walking, so if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. But I uh, I wanted to share a miracle that occurred about a week or so ago, and and while I was walking, so it seems appropriate. So I've come to call this the miracle of the white dog, and I really think it applies to what we're talking about. So. So anyhow, I'm out walking with my dog, Anna, as I am this morning. And Anna is a dog that uh, we had for a long time and is a really a special spirit dog. She comes to meditation with us and, and so forth. So uh, we were walking one day, and um, we saw a, a white dog that was off-leash in the neighborhood. And, and the dog, I could tell, is a big dog, but it was a, like maybe a husky puppy. And uh, although it was big, it was really frisky, and I could immediately see it was of no danger. But Anna didn't see it was of no danger, so the dog came running over here, and and I just talked to the dog because I thought it was a friendly dog. <clears throat> but Anna got really frightened, and she put her tail between her legs and got real close to me, and and uh, so I really bothered me <clears throat> that Anna was so frightened. So I. I got sort of aggressive with the white dog. I said, like, go home, you know, go home. You know, you're, you're a good dog, but go home, you know. And so uh, <clears throat> the dog would go back about 10 feet or 20 feet. And then as soon as I turned my back, she'd come running ahead again and sniff Anna, and Anna would be frightened and so on and so forth. And and then I got more aggressive. It didn't do any good. And the dog just kept following as we walked. And I said to myself, just be at peace with this because this is not any danger and I guess that dog is going to walk with us today so I turned to Anna and I said Anna this dog is a really nice dog it's a really sweet dog it means you no harm and uh, you you're safe you're you're one and you're safe and Anna just eased up with that and as soon as she eased up and her tail kind of came out from between her legs and started walking and the white dog walked away you know and to me, it was such a beautiful uh, thing to be grateful for the white dog to come out to let us understand that when we're frightened, 
if we just know who we really are, then we've learned the lesson and the white dog goes away. So, and I think it's kind of relevant to what we're talking about, whether it's taxes, which I didn't mind this week as well, or whether it's medical care or whatever. As soon as we can release our fear, our attachment outcome, our judgment, then whatever that happens goes away because the lesson's learned. And, uh, and I was out here walking today, and I'm going to soon be walking by where the white dog lives. And I thought, oh, I hope the white dog comes out again because we'll all be friends. <laughs> so that's my, that's my miracle. That's great. So true, too. <clears throat> I like what you said, Rich, about just remembering who we are. Right. Because when we are... When we do that, then yeah, I remember this wonderful teaching Jennifer gave once in Los Angeles, and she gave this beautiful talk about, you know, when the light enters, the darkness fades, and she she kept doing that, and she made these beautiful analogies, and then um, in her closing healing prayer, she ended with. And then we realized that the darkness never existed. It was never a thing. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was the first time that that really sunk with me. Like, like the illusion, the, 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 that which seems to, like, really be opposing us or endangering us, the big scary monsters in whatever shape and form that it is, whether it be disease, you know, uh, you know, government, you know, <laughs> crooked politicians, hate speech, taxes, money crisis, war, whatever it is, it's, it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's part of this, this, uh, a misperception. It's, 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 it's an illusion. And um, I'm really, I think, aware of that because I'm working with my students right now on A Course in Miracles, and we've been um, really exploring a lot of the text, and and it really does remind us that it's, you know, would you get, you know, the body is a central character in a dream, but it's a dream, a dream of separation, which never happened. and. Um, I use the analogy of the ocean, and I really love the, that analogy that if God is the ocean and we're all drops of water in the ocean, is there any part of us that is an ocean? You know, is there any part of us that isn't pure salt water, pure ocean? And the answer is no. It doesn't mean necessarily that we're the entirety of the ocean, but we're pure ocean. Every characteristic, every aspect of the ocean is is us and it's the same with God like we are holy 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 and and when we can see our innocence and then see the innocence of others reflected back to us you know that's it and we and we and we begin to understand that the darkness never existed it wasn't that it wasn't powerless. It was that it was it just never existed. Jesse, I uh, would make a comment about that, uh, particularly with regard to the political situation. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to one of Marianne Williamson's talks the other day, and she was talking about how how do we prepare ourselves in the morning to to moved into the day and uh, I was aware that many times in the past you know I would get up get coffee turn CNN on and listen to the whatever it was and so on and so forth but you know what I've become aware of is that we have this or I have we all have I think this ember that burns inside of us and this is the light that we need to fan in the morning so what Marianne was saying is that we need to do our meditation do our prayerfulness so for karen and i it's like we listen to james twyman's music of the, of the lesson every morning in bed we get out we do our meditation 
we redo the course and we do the lesson. And then I can feel that ember that I've fanned it into a great light that comes out. So then I can come and turn on CNN and do that sort of thing because even though that may seem like darkness, I'm bringing light to the darkness and the darkness is not there. Yes. As opposed to, as opposed to immediately joining what appears to be darkness and it sort of like covers, doesn't extinguish, but covers my little ember. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is a practice that's been really helpful for us. Mm. I remember I asked Venerable once, it was during the Occupy Wall Street movement, and I said, Venerable, how do we stand in what we believe is the most loving solution without energizing separation, without creating bad guys or us versus them. And she just said, we're visionaries. We hold the vision of what we believe is possible. So we see the world at peace. We see ourselves awakening. We see our brothers and sisters awakening. And we get really clear of that vision. And we pray for everybody involved. We pray wherever we we feel or see discord. And we send light to it and then we listen for our inner guidance our loving intuition to guide us to be where we can best serve the actualization or the awakening of that vision and i always thought that was such a beautiful idea and i do my very best to practice that in my life and not always successfully but i'm getting better Hi, this is Lars. Thank you for mentioning this practice. It's really beautiful. I used it when I was at my mother-in-law the last weeks. We went to Denmark and I visited my mother-in-law with my wife and they always watch the news. And normally I'm very skeptical about the news, but I developed this practice. I, When I sit there and watch the news, I send love and light to all the politicians, to all the people who seem to behave a little bit strange. And this practice really works for me and I'm so happy. And I like what you have just shared about the peace of mind is a real mirror as you have shared this. It was so helpful for me. At the moment, I have a lot of challenges with my wife, our marriage situation, with my kids. We are just about to explore what we will do with my youngest son. Is a little bit slow in development and he is about going to school and we don't know to which school we can send him. And so really practice it, be at peace or in peace of mind in every situation and see every challenge as an opportunity opportunity of practicing more and more love and I must really say I'm so grateful at the moment for all these challenges during our holidays for these challenges with my wife for I really noticed that I strengthened my muscle my forgiveness muscle and my really connection to love in these challenges and this is also the real miracle for me to be able to use these challenges for our highest good and this is so wonderful so thank you for mentioning this mm. <clears throat> yes i i really um have been contemplating that the miracle about you know we because we live in the material world we are, we're operating we're playing in the material world i should say or we believe we are it's, it appears as though we are <laughs> try to say it as spiritually as possible uh <laughs> we equate the miracle with the effect <clears throat> with the result of the peace of mind and since we all have unique experiences or individualized curriculums. We're all unique expressions, uh, you know, sharing this experience. And within that, we've developed our own interests and uh, preferences and things like that. It's no surprise that when we are, we quiet the mind and are in a space of creativity, which is, you know, in alignment with the creator, that things express in our life that would, you know, that we would recognize. So we get the job. We, we, uh, he, there's a healing in the relationship. There's, uh, the money appears. All of those things happen that seems, you know, to like be 
perfectly designed for us, but it's an extension of our consciousness. But, and I think that we've come to equate that as the miracle, the thing that expresses as the miracle, but it is the peace of mind. It is the, the state of mind, the recognition of the divine. That's the real miracle. And the stuff that expresses in the material world as a result of that is an extension of the miracle and should be celebrated for sure. But I've really um, done a lot of work contemplating in the last couple of weeks about what is the real miracle. And it is that it's that quietness, the, the, the stillness of God. That's my perspective. Yes, and the wisdom. You know, I've been thinking about that recently, too. It's like, what is the miracle? And the miracle is actually being peaceful and listening to the guidance and being able to even act on the guidance. Just the, that's the miracle. Uh, yes, and it's showing up in, it, it's showing up in the external world. I've been thinking just exactly about that too. You would think that and we were all one-minders. I just wanted to say it was you. You so beautifully expressed it, articulated it. What were you going to say? I was saying it. It was. It's as if we're all one-minders. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I might uh, throw in that this morning I was um, had a prayer partner call and at 10 o'clock my time and then this at 11 and and I had a call from my daughter in New York who's had breast cancer and she had some news for me and I was so grateful to have her call and uh, so I talked to her for a while and then we had done it. I thought I should call Karen and talk to her, but I've got this prayer partner call at at ten, so I don't really have time to do it. And then I got a text from my prayer partner saying, "Can you push this fifteen minutes? I, I got to do something else." <laughs> I said, "Well, that's perfect." <laughs> so I think these things are taken care of when you relax into them and and believe that they will be taken care of when you trust in God and you step back and follow guidance. So I'm really grateful for that. I was reading some Ernest Holmes, I was reviewing some Ernest Holmes teachings, and he said the the um, efficacy of a prayer treatment is based on the belief of the practitioner. You know, your prayer is going to be as effective as your belief is. <laughs> it's like straight up. You know, if we're just saying, if we're just regurgitating stuff that we've heard before, but we don't really believe it, then, you know, but if it's... Um, and also, you know, the the willingness of the person we're praying for, or you know, but yeah, it's it's we. I I love what you said, Richard, about believing it. It 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 is when we do believe, when we trust, then it is easier. And that's one that's one real. Um, I don't want to say side effect, but that's one real benefit of this work that I've experienced is that life just seems to get easier. And of course we have our challenges and we have our um, experiences that don't feel very easy to feel quite challenging, but I have enough experience under my belt to know that that's temporary. And on the other side of it is ease again. So I see that Sally. Well, I, I, oh, Hey Rich, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, and the, and the other thing that I've been working on is when these challenges happen, I want to say to myself, I do say to myself, I don't know what anything's for, mm -hmm. but I know it'll turn out better than we possibly could have expected, but we may not see it right away, mm -hmm. but we will eventually. And uh, so to have faith that all things are lessons God would have us learn, and and this is meant for our healing in some way, so I'll be grateful for that. I thought about that with Lars's statement earlier that you know you've got to be you've got to be but it's helpful to be grateful and understand that these are lessons that we're to learn and and uh you know 
we don't necessarily know at this point what that benefit is, but there is a benefit. So that kind of faith is very helpful to me. Mm. I remember when my husband and I were getting married, Jennifer was officiating the wedding and um, days before there was a snowstorm on the East Coast and we were getting married in February and my husband's family was stuck on the East Coast and they were telling them, don't plan on getting to Los Angeles until Monday and the wedding was on Saturday. <laughs> and there was this moment, like all the planning, everything and just this like, like I just kept seeing images of my husband, you know, like like we were walking down the aisles with our mom, and I just saw him walking by himself. I was like, we can't, that can't happen. Like, it, like the the journey that he's gone with his family, with this whole experience, and the complete transformation that's occurred. Like this was such a way to celebrate that journey that he's gone on with his family, and to and 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 we want them there to celebrate this and. I remember there was a moment when we got that call that said, you know, <laughs> they're not going to, they're probably not going to make it. Don't expect them to make it. I, I sat down, I literally sat down in the middle of a sidewalk on a busy street and people were walking by me. And I just, I was, it was just like one of those moments where I just was like, I, my brain shut off and I just put my face in my hands and my husband was sort of like patting my back and making sure no one walked into me. <laughs> and I called Jennifer and I was like, Jennifer, anything but this. I understand there are lessons to learn. I understand there are lessons to learn about non-attachment, but just not with my wedding. Like, can I just hold off on that lesson until after the wedding? And she said, we have to believe that the best case scenario is unfolding. We have to be willing to believe that the best case scenario is unfolding in order for it to present itself. And I just thought, all right, I'm going to become very willing to believe that this is for some greater good. I'm going to be willing to believe that. And, um, and everything, I mean, it was, you know, I'll say miraculous how, they were able to get on the one flight that was able to make it out in a very small window, you know, and uh, everyone was able to be there for the wedding. It was wonderful. So, <laughs> but I just, that stuck with me. It branded in my mind. We have to be willing to believe that the best case scenario is unfolding in order for it to present itself. And, and you know, that's, that's the miracle. As you said, you're changing belief or your emphasis on that belief is the miracle. Not, not the fact that they got there, which was wonderful, but your change in belief is a miracle. Yeah, amen. Karen, I see you're on the call, and Sally, um, you can be active listeners if you'd like, which is totally perfect, but I just want to acknowledge that uh, I see you, and you can feel free to share if you'd like, and or if anybody else would like to contribute. Hi, this is Sally then. So uh, you brought up my name, so I thought, well, I better open my mouth. So I've been working with the Lesson 135, What Could You Not Accept If You Knew Everything That Happens Is Gently Planned For One Whose Only Purpose Is My Good. So that's uh, when things come up. That's what I'm trying to focus on. So could you could you repeat that again? This this uh, from lesson one thirty five. It's uh, paragraph eighteen. What could you not accept if you only knew that everything that happens is gently planned by one whose only purpose is for my good? Yeah, so I was, that's one of my that's one of my absolutely favorite pieces. Well, that's right. I was so much comfort. I was when I was my meditation sort of time, and I was uh, my mind was going round over the lady who did my taxes and didn't do them correctly, and so on and so on. And I was thinking, you know, who can I complain to, and so on, that sort of thing. And I, that this came into my mind, and I thought, well, there you are. She's an angel in disguise. Mm. 
some of those angels really wear some convincing disguises, don't they? (laughs) 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 That's beautiful. Sally, I really love that you shared that. It's really wonderful. Yeah, so it's difficult sometimes to keep, you know, on track with it, but I just have to keep reminding myself. You know, my um, my ex-boyfriend, uh, he was one of the first, like, big, you know, big loves of my life. And he stayed on the periphery in my of my life, mostly because my sister became very good friends with him. And uh, he was a very successful makeup artist. Uh, and he worked with a lot of big, big celebrities. And my sister is also a hair and makeup artist. And... She works mostly with men, but uh, she would assist him often. She she was kind of his go-to assistant in Los Angeles. He sort of bi-coastal. And she really considered him a brother. Um, and this last year, he bought a big house um, right down the street from her. So she was over at his house all the time. And he suffered from depression. Uh, he, he really was moving through depression or the experience of depression and a diagnosis of bipolar and uh, he medicated through drug use and stuff like that, and um, he killed himself. He committed suicide uh, in October, and um, his assistant found him, and his assistant was only 23 years old, and he didn't know who to send the police to. He called the police, and he didn't know who to, you know, so he sent them to my sister, and my sister had to, like, she called me. She was, I mean, she was practically immobile on the floor and we had to go over to his house and get his dogs and, um, kind of, uh, we sort of removed any paraphernalia that his mother didn't need to see and all this stuff. And, um, it was a whole really upsetting experience. And, you know, my sister, it took her three months to get out of bed, really. She could get out of bed to just do her clients, but she could barely, it was so devastating to her. And, you know, I really held the space that she would have a healing and I just really, you know, kept her in light and I was, you know, gave her the space to be sad. And we really, we built an altar for, for Jake that she could, you know, talk to and pray to. And the venerable, suggested that we um <laughs> that every seven days you uh you you place an object on an altar for them that would um symbolize a rite of passage in a man's life that he wasn't going to get to experience so we put like um something to symbolize him finishing the renovation of his house we put something on there to symbolize him getting married we put something on the altar to symbolize him having children and I think that really helped her move through the grieving process. And um, what eventually unfolded was she, she went to New York to work on a job. And, you know, he lived in New York for most of the time. And she had this experience of just opening her heart and everything. She was just in the flow. Like she was able to get all these wonderful opportunities and it's like the world opened up for her and she really felt like Jake was there guiding her through it, being her guide in New York. And she had such a healing experience. And what <clears throat> resulted from it was she, mm. um, you know, her mentor who, who was, you know, was just her, one of her greatest teachers. Um, she got to see what happens when um, you don't, heal when you don't do the inner work when you hide in drugs and alcohol when you you know all those things that we can learn if we pay attention to someone who's moved through addiction who's uh i don't want to say lost the battle though it seems as though that's what happened and um and what was this 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 experience that she didn't know if she was going to be able to live through turned out to be such a healing experience for her and I feel like gave her a new lease on life and it's just that totally in alignment with that idea of even even death even the the um and I said to Bethany because you know my sister is 
worked through sobriety, trying to get sober many times. And Jake was often the reason that she wouldn't make it. You know, they would get together, they'd have wine or whatever, and then she would go and that would start a new cycle. And I was finally able to say uh, a couple of weeks ago while we were hiking, I was like, you know, Bethany, I think maybe Jake gave you a real gift by leaving. You know, I think he may have set you free. And she goes, she goes, I felt really guilty thinking that. But when I was in New York, I had that thought that maybe Jake set me free. Maybe he, this was the most loving thing he could do for me. Um, he gave me the opportunity to uh, have a new lease on life and maybe one that I couldn't have if he was still really in my life in the way that he was. And um, she was, and I, I didn't know how to let that go. So maybe he, in a way, helped me do that. And I was like, wow, what a blessing. <laughs> what a, I mean, and it's, it's almost like, you know, in society, we're not allowed to say that, like, because the body is so precious. But if we're not our body, if we are, if life doesn't begin at birth and end at death, then who's to say that blessing can't come from releasing the body? Hi, everyone. It's Karen. Hi, Jesse. Um, I'm, at wor- I'm at work, so I may have to cut off unexpectedly, but uh, I really appreciated the bit that I've heard. Um, you know, it seems like the theme that I've been hearing from this conversation is, you know, the miracle. And I always appreciate, you know, the reminder and the reinforcement that the miracle is, um, you know, the change in our mind, the change in my mind, the change in how I'm feeling and perceiving something. Um, so often, yeah, I, you know, confuse it with, you know, what's showing up in manifestation. But um, recently, or the last few months, I've been really working uh, with uh, the body and uh, with a, with a, a situation that um, I find really challenging, and it uh, has to do with both of my knees court, uh, hurt quite a bit. And uh, last year I went through a whole cycle with hip pain. And, you know, as a physical therapist, um, I have been so trained about, you know, what it all could mean, you know, like what the problem could be. And then I've seen so many images from my past, you know, from working of basically what I uh, have interpreted as um, pain and suffering and destruction and um I've really been working and have to continue, to, and, and I'm choosing to continue to work, you know, with these images and with these beliefs. Um, and uh, I appreciated also what Sally, you know, had to say about that that line, you know, what could you not accept? Um, so, um, yeah, so what I'm saying is I appreciate, you know, again, this reminder, um, you know, especially when working with something that, I guess, you know, for me, uh, this is, it seems like a sticking point, you know, the body and pain and, um, yeah, and just, you know, being willing to let go of that sure sense of, oh, I know what this means and it's not good. Um, I can, you know, I've been working with that pattern of, uh, kind of catastrophizing and, um, you know, in my prayers and in working with the Course in Miracles, it's just so beautiful, you know, the the support that we receive. And um, today's lesson, I forget what number it is, but it's something like 97 or 98, but it really addressed this directly. And um, one of the phrases was, uh, you know, when you see pain and suffering, I mean, those were the words, uh, you know, know that this is not real and know that God is love and that this is not his will for you. Um, and so I've really, uh, through this experience, have been uncovering, you know, I knew they were there, but um, this is really uh, supporting me and looking very closely at the um, the belief, you know, this belief of, you know, that somehow suffering and challenge is... Um, is useful and valuable, and I do recognize, you know, this, uh, you know, this pattern of thinking. Oh, yeah, here's a challenge. It's a chance to grow, you know, which we do here uh, plenty of times in spiritual circles, and uh, I'm sure all of us, I know for sure, may have seen really the benefits of um, challenge. 
Um, but uh, at the same time, you know, I'm really looking at, yeah, this very deep-seated, well, whatever, I'm not going to name it, just this, um, you know, this old idea of that somehow suffering and pain brings benefit. And, um, you know, I'm just kind of <clears throat> recognizing that we're, you know, in this sort of evolution. And at some point, perhaps that was true. And, and it was true. I mean, in my own experience, I've seen that that pain and challenge has been um, beneficial. It has brought benefit. But when I'm really starting to envision and um, and work, not work towards, but really start to relax back into is you know, imagery and the deep desire of learning through ease and grace and really letting go of this old desire, you know, this old this old paradigm of um of growth and progress, if you will, through challenge and um and pain. So yeah, so that's kind of what I've been working with. Wow, way to bring it home, Karen. Yes. That's so, been really something on my mind. I, I had my friend say, oh, it's been such a joyful, so fun to heal all people-pleasing in my life, to let that go. And I was like, oh, yeah, it can be joyful and fun. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be joyful and fun to heal stuff that, that seemed to have tormented us for so long. Like We, we absolutely get to allow it to be joyful and fun. Yeah, and so I find, you know, as as far as the miracle is concerned, um, you know, there'll a, a period of time will pass by where I'll, you know, really be in fear and projection and uh regret and you know, been projecting into the future and regret about what I think caused this, you know, from the past. Um and then there are moments where I remember you know that this is you know that where I let go of the construct of what the anatomical you know information or a piece is, and really just you know sink back into that this is all in my mind, it's all coming from my mind, it's just you know it's manifesting physically, it could have manifested you know somewhere else in the hand or the the head or whatever, but you know this is how it's manifesting now, and um just you know, being willing to allow fully, you know, these thoughts, these, um, yeah, these these uh, untrue beliefs and thoughts to really come up and to really, you know, sit with, not sit with them, but allow them, you know, and really bring them to the practice of, no, you know, this is, you know, it's just a mistake. You know, you just, you just got mixed up somewhere along the line, and and you can, I can just, you know, release them um, and know that uh, really everything is happening for my highest good, and and um, yeah, and so really, I've been just really working with the mind, you know, and and relaxing back into that space of peace. Uh, within myself, and then, you know, um, uh, intending to bring that to, you know, to the situation and and to I ha- to how I feel during the day. So so it's on it's ongoing, and so I appreciate all prayers. <laughs> I'll make that little prayer request. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So thank you. And isn't it good to know that all that is required from us is willingness? Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. We just have to remain willing. Yeah, and also, you know, remembering that I don't do I don't do the healing. It's just um, my willingness is to allow the thoughts, you know, and these untrue beliefs to to arise and to be willing to hand them over instead of believing them and then stewing in them. Yep. Um, yeah. You got it, sister. And then, yeah, forgiving myself for, uh, you know, when I wake up, maybe after an hour or something of suffering, like, oh, that's right. That's right. Hand them over. <laughs> so. mm. Beautiful. Well, I want to acknowledge that it is time. We are committed mm-hmm. to an hour to come together today, and we are at that hour. So thank you, everyone, for sharing. What a, again, I'm just going to reiterate what a blessing it is to be able to have a tribe 
that we can connect with and and share our experiences and um, and uh, relate and uh, get a clear picture that we are not alone. <laughs> mm. So I'm just going to invite everyone, if you'd like to place a hand on your heart and take a deep breath with me and just declaring this breath to be a healing breath, the breath of awakening. I'm so grateful to be able to, to connect with our loving heart, our loving intention to experience a greater awareness of God in, as, and through our life. Remembering that we are all expressions of the divine. We are all the light of the world. We commit even deeper in this moment to see the innocence of everyone, sharing the benefits of this time together by shining our light and seeing the light. We go forward with our hearts and minds in perfect congruency in a state of celebration because there is so much good to celebrate. And if you're on the same page with me, you can say, and so it is. And so it is. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Beautiful work, guys. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And I look forward to connecting with you guys uh, again real soon. Have a great day. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you, all.